1: Sources inside sources inside sources where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. From dealing with a worldwide pandemic to tragic shootings to earthquakes, fires, and floods, schools across the country face a variety of emergencies and disasters more often than we'd like. So what do teachers and students, parents need to do so they can anticipate dangers and protect their schools? KSL is partnering on emergency preparedness with Be Ready Utah to bring you this information. Really pleased to have Ben Horsley, the chief of staff of the Granite School District, join us on the line to talk this one through. Ben, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, so let's dive into this. Obviously, our our schools uh, in any kind of crisis, again, whether that's an earthquake or a, a shooting or a pandemic, uh, really do become ground zero Uh, in so many ways. Give us first a broad brush in terms of what you look at in terms of readiness, that safety plan for schools, and then we'll dig into some specifics.
0: Uh, We actually analyze and train regularly on a handful of scenarios uh, from emergency preparedness during a a disaster to emergency protocols related to uh, violence that can occur in our communities and even within the schools themselves. Um, So we actually just wrapped up a day-long training with the administrators just yesterday, um, reviewing and updating um, those plans on a regular basis to ensure that uh, we're using the latest uh, information that's available to us and modifying those to meet current uh, threats and concerns.
1: So let's start with just some some of the basics in terms of school supplies and preparedness. And again, this affects both our students as we're sending them to school, but it also is the school uh, having things on hand in case there's a need for for children to stay there. Give us uh, some insight on that.
0: So you have uh, basic emergency kits. Um, we actually store at every elementary site within Salt Lake County within our the schools that obviously were totally encompassed by the county, uh, but through Emergency Management Services from Salt Lake County. Uh, community kits as well um, as our own supplies uh, for uh, long-term duration um, situations. That could be a lockdown protocol that lasts an extended period of time where you could be trapped in a classroom for a period of time. You want to be able to use a restroom, um, have supplies to be able to support students and staff in that way, um, to basic food stuffs and water. Um, on hand in, in case those things are inaccessible and you're required to stay at the building overnight, perhaps.
1: Uh, and so as, as you, you mentioned that shelter-in-place uh, protocol, let's, let's take that one step further uh, because there's also scenarios where you may have to get them out. So what does the uh, evacuation protocol look like and, uh, and then also those unification plans?
0: So there's a, there's two uh, standard protocols that most schools utilize actually several but two directly related to what you're talking about Um, we do utilize run hide fight um, in uh, emergency situations perhaps an active shooter would be probably the most um, recognizable um, need for that type of of function so we do train our staff that they are, are responsible in that situation to determine and decide how they can best protect themselves and the students that are in their care and in some instances that may be evacuating the building um, or leaving the, the school campus, and uh, we leave that entirely up to them in those types of situations, and provide them with the information they need in order to make those situation uh, those decisions in a very dynamic situation. Um, and we also have wholesale evacuation plans to local, um, uh, other locales within the area. Sometimes those are other school locations. Sometimes they might be a church location or some other facility that has the the capacity to house you know, several hundred students and be able to allow parents uh, the, uh, the opportunity to reunify on campus.
1: And then what about the uh, student preparation in that? Obviously, parents and students uh, have to have their own communication and their own strategy in those kinds of situations. How does the school and the school district uh, coordinate with students, educate the students and the parents to make sure they've got their own plan in addition to what will happen inside the classroom?
0: good question and that's something we constantly are communicating on in a district our size we regularly have lockout protocols wherein there's something that's not impacting the school directly but it's peripheral to the location perhaps it's law enforcement dealing with a bank robbery down the road or uh, serving a search warrant um, in proximity we've had um, suicidal people in neighboring homes Um, unfortunately over over the time that i've been with the district and In each of those scenarios, we will do what's called a lockout drill, wherein um, we have situations where the school is secured, school can proceed on the inside of the building, and uh, but we do secure the perimeter and we have law enforcement on the outside to make sure people cannot come into the building. Um, so no direct threats to schools, but that happens on average about once a week. And so you can see there are certainly circumstances to get people to update their contact information so we can reach out to them uh, quickly. Um, we have uh, what's called a parent handbook that gets mailed home Um, in the spring and in the fall, and it includes all the emergency protocol information. Uh, Obviously, uh, we we share that information in abundance at the start of the school year, including training videos, age appropriate uh, for the respective age groups within our schools, and those those get sent home as well, and we encourage parents to have those conversations with their students.
1: One of the items on your uh, list that I thought was really intriguing that I don't think many of us think about is cybersecurity protocols uh, and issues, uh, and that's something we often don't about in terms of just being prepared for an incident and a response?
0: You know, this is an ongoing and growing challenge um, with cyberbullying and other threats that we're seeing. We had a whole situation um, last December prior to the winter break where there was a national hoax through uh, TikTok. And um, I'm just going to throw it out there to parents. It's my Fervent opinion that kids should not have access to certain social media, including TikTok and Snapchat. So um, if you want to, to see it from somebody who has the inside purview on how kids are using those tools, uh, please don't let your kids have access to these resources. It does not benefit them in any way, shape or form. Um, we we do see an ongoing regular basis for uh, fake threats being Um, administered to us uh, or to others within our school facilities, um, utilizing social media in particular, but sometimes just direct threats through text messaging. And uh, unfortunately, that's that's something where we don't have the ability to monitor tens of thousands of students and their social media and their phones, although some of our families do expect that of us. And um, unfortunately, this is a situation where parents have the greatest amount of latitude and control. And oftentimes our parents are afraid to uh, uh, to look at their children's phones, monitor those communications um, and it, it does unfortunately put kids in in precarious situation. not only when they're endangered with fake threats, we find very few of these threats credible, but we have to treat every single one of them very realistically. on average, we have dozens of kids um uh cited and uh charged with making terroristic threats when they thought it was a simple joke so uh it's something we desperately need the help of parents with on a regular basis
1: Uh, and then finally just very quickly ben uh, anything else that uh, you would hope that parents and students and faculty members would be thinking about as it comes to preparation
0: you know what, uh, we go through drills on a regular basis. We go through a lot of different training. Um, but we do need people to think about these things. Uh, the, the chances and likelihood of some of these circumstances happening, um, such as an active shooter situation, are, are 1 in 10 million. Um, statistically speaking, our schools continue to be the safest place for kids. That being said, we continue to see the news, and we do see what's happening in other places uh, throughout the the world and our, and in our country, and that just causes uh, an insatiable amount of fear. And so uh, we need people to know and understand um, how to protect themselves, uh, to stay safe, and most importantly, when they see something unsafe, to report it. And I would advocate for the Safe UT app. If there is an app that every student should have on a smartphone device, it's the Safe UT app, where they can report unsafe behavior of any kind um, anonymously and allow us to be able to investigate those circumstances rather
1: quickly. Wonderful. Great insight, as always. Ben Horsley's is the Chief of Staff for the Granite School District. Ben, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to KSL's Emergency Preparedness Series, Be Ready Utah. If you have questions about emergency preparedness and aren't sure where to start, find the answers at beready.utah.gov. Coming up next, final thoughts. Stay with us on KSL News Radio.